Hey, this is Sebastian. You're listening to The Endless Pursuit of Leveling Up. So today I'm going to talk about perfectionism. Having years of experience or perhaps lifelong perfectionism, the floodgate of ideas came. I struggled with perfectionism even just preparing this episode. But I've had to remind myself multiple times just saying, keep going. That's kind of the point with it not being perfect. I used to see being a perfectionist was a positive and good thing. And in some ways it has been. There's, I am a high achiever. I have high aims. But I don't really like the term perfectionism or being perfectionist or perfection. I just don't see it as the full truth. I just don't like calling myself that anymore. I don't see it like that anymore. And when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about being a negative perfectionist. And I'll go into different types of perfectionism and perfectionists soon as I, because I did some research on it and found some interesting things. So a recent insight I had between anxiety and perfectionism is that I view perfectionism as been one of the biggest contributors to my anxiety. And that I imagine anxiety is like a fire pit. And then it goes, has some ups and downs that are normal, and it has some ups and downs that are kind of abnormal. And then perfectionism is like the gasoline that would pour onto the fire and make it pretty uncontrollable quite often. So the question I'm going to ask you all, does this thought pattern seem familiar? I need to have the perfect hair, the perfect body, the perfect schedule, the perfect habits, the perfect fun things I can do, the perfect purpose, perfect job performance, perfect job, the perfect relationship, perfect sleep, perfect happiness, the perfect X, the perfect Y, the perfect Z, and on and on it goes. So I'm sure we've all thought like that at some point or heard that from others. Obviously, some struggle with this more than others. But uh, I just want an idea for you all to consider is the fact that nothing is perfect. Everything that you can see, everything you've seen you view as perfect has flaws. Even things that are the most minute, there could still be improvements there. And that's okay. So one thing I don't like about perfectionism, though, or perfection, this term, is that it, it highlights the flaws but it ignores redeemable qualities. And I just realized that perfectionism or this kind of high, like that kind of really critical voice inside of your head, wanting things to be perfect, it's just one side of looking at something. Before I continue, I'm gonna talk about a bit of statistics. I found one article on Medical News Today, and the study said that almost 30% of undergraduate students experience depression, and perfectionism has been widely associated with these symptoms, and that this trend has been rising over the past few decades, shown from another study done from 1986 to 2016. In this time period of studying more than 40,000 college students in Britain, Canada, and America, the proportion of people who exhibit traits of perfectionism rose by up to 33%. I thought that was pretty crazy. And I also read one study about perfectionism and mental health on young adult students that talks about positive and negative perfectionism. So the conclusion they had was that an increase in negative perfectionism decreases well-being, increases psychological distress. They say this will lead to decreasing the level of mental health, self-esteem, and self-confidence. And then an increase in positive perfectionism, on the other hand, though, it can weaken the worries and anxieties that are related to personal function and can decrease psychological distress and enhance the level of mental health. So that's what I was saying is not the aspects of being a perfectionist, it's not all bad. It's just... When it can get really out of hand, that's when things take a dark turn. Just because these, some of these studies I was referring to was kind of talking about students. So my own experience just in school, I used to be so concerned about my grades for fear of failure or just an okay grade. And that was just one thing I, I had viewed as just 
getting good grades was just a good thing. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I think I was just, I cared too much about it. And it was, but I think it was just all in the lens of like, I have to have this thing perfect. And if it wasn't perfect, then it kind of made me feel less than it wasn't super healthy. And I remember last year of high school and then the last year of college after kind of the stress and that I put on myself and just trying to get the super high grades and just spending way more time than I needed to more than I actually wanted to really. I had to just kind of choose for myself that I changed my mindset to say, you know, good enough is good enough for me. Maybe I talked about it in the second episode, climbing mountains, my unhealthy experience with physics homework in high school. It was grade 11. And I used to do this thing where it was just not an easy class. The teacher was just had a lot of hard assignments and there were so many freaking, I'm just going to swear, fucking labs. There were so many. And I'm sure a couple of friends that were in this class can kind of smirk and laugh because I was struggling with some of the stuff. And I, I just, perfectionism was, was such, had such a bad impact on me that I would be doing I'd be going to school, doing my classes. Let's say physics, it was towards the end of the day. I'd come on the bus home, and then I got home, let's say around 4.30 p.m. I would do physics homework for probably something like six hours. And I did that multiple, multiple times when I didn't really need to, and I was just struggling a lot. But I just viewed that I just I just had to figure it out and I had to just brute force and just keep going, keep going. But it was just really unhealthy. And it's like part of me wanted to, but a big part of me didn't. But I couldn't except the fact that I was struggling with it and I just kept going and going and it was just really toxic. Yeah, and then further this is like, I talked with my friend the other day over lunch about how school sets this unrealistic expectation that everything can be measured by a grade letter. You're either a failure or a success. Real life doesn't work like that. The value of tests and exams is being put up on a pedestal as more valuable than actually applying skills. And I'm not saying there's there's different school programs and that is not looking at the whole picture, but I just you can see that kind of trend occurring a lot. And then of course when you get out of school with jobs and just life in general, it's just like it's almost like the opposite. It's like, cool, it's great that you got these high grades, but like do you have like um a high work ethic? Do you like do you care about what you're doing? Are you a good friend? Like I I don't know, there's not it's not all about this letter grade. Yeah, and I think one thing that's correlating with and increased perfectionism just maybe in the millennial generation or just people in general now is that in 2020, our expectations and aims have gotten higher and higher. And I think this, the tech boom with so many things ex- like just exploding in the last, let's say 40 years, it's just things getting faster and faster and more efficient. And there's tons of positive about that. But I think it also just puts a ton of stress and this value that everything's just got to get faster and faster and efficient to an almost unhealthy degree sometimes. And I think that kind of feels that perfectionism is something that should be that that's a good thing for people. Yeah, I know. It's complicated, but it's uh, something to think about. So as I said earlier in the episode, I want to talk about the different types of perfectionism. So also we talked about positive and negative perfectionism. So I read this article um, from Vox.com about that was called uh, Perfectionism is Killing Us. Had some really good points. They had talked to this um, co-author of this book, Perfectionism, A Relational Approach to Conceptualization, Assessment, and Treatment. And this author, Hewitt, had a good definition, said that perfectionism is a broad personality style characterized by a hypercritical relationship with oneself. I think that's fairly accurate. I think that's a good way of putting it, and I can definitely relate to that. And the, in this article, they mentioned three different types of perfectionism. So there's self-oriented, where you're demanding perfection from yourself. There's other-oriented, where you demand perfection from others around you. And then there's socially prescribed, where the pressure feels external and from the larger world, and that 
it's just like society needs to be perfect, kind of that expectation. They mentioned that a perfectionist is always trying to keep up with the Joneses because who is the Joneses? The perfect people in a perfect life with everything perfect, but of course none of these things exist. The Joneses is just some insane ideal that a lot of people don't even pick themselves. They just say, oh, I got to fall, keep up with the Joneses, got to have this perfect version of the self. So it's like, but do you even want that? Is that even perfect? So one thought when I was just looking at these different types is just saying like, ask yourself where his perfectionism come into play through these different types. Like, do you have a lot of self-oriented perfectionism or do you just ex- demand perfection from others, the other oriented? And then I think the socially prescribed one, it feels external pressure from the larger world. I think that thing about like the tech boom and just things just keeps advancing and advancing at a faster rate and all the connectivity we have around the world with the internet, it's... The socially prescribed one, I think that's something that we all definitely feel. At least, I think so. Maybe some people don't. If you don't, then I'm curious to hear what you have to say. I think self-oriented for myself would be probably the most. A lot of perfectionism, demanding perfectionism for myself. From other-oriented, yeah, I could definitely say that. But it wouldn't be as much as the self-oriented. And then the socially prescribed one, I think that one's... Yeah, that one is also pretty strong. And yeah, like I was saying is that perfectionism, like the thing with this is that our culture kind of promotes it as a good thing. People are afraid to share what's actually going on in their lives, whether it's good or bad in social media and just sometimes in person so that they want to show this perfect image. But people are not like that. We're multifaceted. We have some good things. We have some bad things. We're all vulnerable at times. We all have flaws. We also have amazing things we do. But I believe accepting the fact that we're all vulnerable and have struggles is far better. And question for you is, would you prefer to hear me talk on this podcast, talking about how everything in my life is perfect, or do you prefer me to be raw and honest like I'm doing right now? Even when being raw and honest is a bit scary for me to do so. It's not that scary, but it's a bit scary. Yeah, and then even just too is like the how our culture promotes is a good thing. I think that just shows up so much in work cultures um, and careers about how you have to have, you want to be the absolute best. And in certain certain sectors, more than others, they just have, it just shows in different ways. But like some people can just really, really have this unhealthy pressure on just trying to be, get the most profit, the, mo- the best job performance, getting things done in a super efficient amount of time, regardless of like the long-term effects it has on people and making it sustainable. One thought too is just thinking about this, and I don't know if anybody agrees with me, but for helicopter parents, maybe these kind of parents have a perfectionist view of how their kids' lives should be instead of just allowing the kids to experience the messiness of life. I'm not saying there's different struggles or worries that the parents would have as different compared to 40 years ago or a previous generation, but there has to be a middle ground. So... The last episode I did, uh, episode five, about the pros and cons of anxiety. When I was editing this last episode, pretty quickly a thought popped in my head that said, this isn't that good. You should redo it. Prepare better. That's not good enough. Do it all in one take. That, that came pretty much like right as I started listening to it before I was even going to edit it. Like I haven't even given myself a chance to fully listen to it. And I listened to those thoughts. I almost let that sinister voice inside my head derail me. So... You might be saying, well, yeah, I can always make it better, and it's true, but that can lead to a slippery slope. Let's say I redo it and find a bunch of other flaws the next time, and that leads to me doing it again and again. Suddenly, I can't accept the fact that the episode isn't perfect, and it never will be, and I just keep obsessing over it hours and hours, weeks goes on. Now I know I'm going to the extremes, but it can get there, and I've done this myself. And, and then I just never publish it. What good would that do? It's not good for my mental health. It's not good for my personal growth. It's not just good for my time. Like, that's just suffocating. So I challenged that sinister voice inside my head, thinking to myself that 
maybe I should just finish the editing the episode and listen to it and finish editing the episode and we'll see what it's like. I finished listening to it. Okay, had some things, but I need to edit anyways. There's going to be little pauses and kind of um, uh, uh stuff. Yeah, I finished and thought it was, it's not perfect, but I did my best at the time and I can only get better next episode. And then boom, now I'm moving to the next thing. So as my old math teacher would say, boom, that's a potential crisis averted. And yeah, and, and like perfectionism, like I was saying earlier is that it's not all just bad. Like there's that positive perfectionist where you have these high ideals. And sometimes too, that that critical voice that is so natural to us can tell us ways of improving things. So I was able to see these issues. The two issues I'll tell you right now for the last episode I can tell you is my voice quality wasn't that good due to not using proper posture. I sat in my bed in kind of in a weird posture. So I've done a lot of singing in the past, so I should know better that you need to have good posture if you're going to sit and it will make your your voice sound much more pleasant. So lesson is sit up straight with good posture and my voice will sound more pleasant like it does now. You're welcome. (laughs) And another thing is I made a mistake with a sentence. It's probably about three minutes in or something and it just did not sound coherent. So I re-recorded this sound with my microphone, but it's higher quality than the phone recording. When you go from the okay quality of the phone and then it goes to my microphone and it's just a bit jarring, but it's like, oh well, like I just did my best. I'm even doing it right now, and you might have heard it earlier in the episode. Pretty meta, I know. And when I'm doing this, like, I'm not picking it apart into, the, like, a destructive way. So it's like these thoughts and the, the way I've looked at it, it's constructive criticism instead of destructive criticism. Even, too, is just for this episode, I did record a version almost a month ago that was about this kind of thing. But I decided to re-record this episode because yeah, I wanted to expand more on this. Yeah, I re-recorded this episode because I had a lot more to say and I decided to just listen to the old episode and just take the stuff that I thought was the most relatable and just kind of fit into the new stuff that I wanted to. So I think that's been a good thing. The next thing I want to talk about about perfectionism, and I think this is related, is black and white thinking. So this idea that you're either a success or you're a failure, or maybe you don't measure up to this insane example of what someone can do after 20 years of doing something, and you're just a beginner, so you're a failure. So why bother trying? Let's say, okay, I'm, I'm going to start learning drawing, and someone's been doing it for 20 years as a professional. There's no way I'm going to have the same quality that the other person's doing. Like I'm drawing a wolf, and they, they're able to draw a wolf just like I'm, it's just so much better than mine. But like, that's okay. You're just learning. I think the success and failure and the black and white thinking, like it's just, I think you need to put it in a different perspective. And that even to like the concept of failure, it's like, okay, you didn't get that quite right. Try it again. Like it's, it's all kind of how you frame failure. And another thing I think related to that is that I think perfectionism can be the enemy to starting anything. And it can also be the enemy to ever finishing anything. I know some people are good at starting things and some people are have a hard time even starting. But And also too is that though some people can start a lot of things, but they have a hard time ever finishing anything. And it's, it's good to get in the habit of actually finishing anything, even if it doesn't turn out that great. For example, this podcast, even if it's not the best and it's no, not going to be, I don't know, super noteworthy, it's better to finish it and publish it and share it with someone than it is to just say, hey, it's crap. And then just, I don't know, just kind of leave it in my, on my computer and never actually do anything with it and never kind of finish editing it. It feels good to finish things. 
And even that is like kind of that example of saying like an artist that's been drawing for 20 years, even and that person maybe is considered a master. Even when you're considered a master, you still have to grow and learn new things because when you stop improving, you're not growing. And kind of this whole endless pursuit of leveling up podcast is it's about personal growth. And I hope that you want to keep growing. Um, I certainly want to keep growing. Yeah. And then even just another thing is black and white thinking is like, I can't do X until I do Y. Like, have you ever heard yourself say that? Like, or a lot of other people say that? Like, that's not a good mindset to be in because when you have that mindset of doing new things or even just getting to the next level of what you're working on, you're never going to get progress then. Or even if you do make a little bit of progress, it's like you take one step forward and then you take two steps back because you, you need you think you need all these gear or you need this experience or need to meet this certain person in order to do this certain thing. And it's like, I'd like you to question those kind of thoughts. So the next thing I wanted to talk about, kind of an example of challenging perfectionism is in the second episode of my podcast of climbing mountains i talked about about my album challenge i did in 28 days so the primary reason and maybe i mentioned this before maybe i didn't but i'll reiterate it again one of the primary reasons i did that was to challenge perfectionism i had enough of it derailing me repeatedly over and over again in so many aspects of my life one of the songs i wrote was called you've stolen who i am so i'm just going to read the lyrics to you so here's the lyrics for you've stolen who i am making a storm in my head it grows to an atom bomb. Questioning everything I do, including this fucking song. Why bother trying? That's the first verse. The second verse is driving a nail through my head, it erodes and corrupts, belittling my actions, no mistakes or breaks. And then the chorus, you make me shrink inside, I can't be perfect, no, can't stop the worrying, such fear inside, I'm running away now, you've stolen who I am. Now some of you might be saying, whoa, that's some pretty edgy lyrics, Sebastian. And that's partially true. Um, but it is a metal song. And really, I was just trying not to be edgy. I was just trying to convey how mad and frustrated I was about perfectionism. Messing so many things up. Kind of with the lyrics, it's just like, I feel like it just kind of stripped away the things that I liked about myself and just about the things I'd like to do and things about my life. Like, it's just, it felt like it was stealing part of who I was. This was kind of, kind of challenging that. Yeah, and, and even just kind of when I listened to it, I was just kind of... Just now, I, I before this podcast recording, I, I listened to the song, and the way I sang the first verse was okay. The second verse, I just kind of like, I just sang it in a really weird way, and it's not like the most coherent, and it's kind of like, it sounds like I was confused or something, and I guess that's just kind of, I was laughing, so it's just how it goes when you look at your previous art you've made, shows the progress. And so I guess the kind of just to wrap up the podcast episode is that I still struggle with, with perfectionism. But lately, it doesn't drive me or take the wheel of how I choose to act anymore. And one of the key takeaways I've had about working through perfectionism and the idea of perfect and perfection is that finishing is far more important than making something perfect. Kind of like what I was talking about finishing this episode. A few thing, other things that I learned was consider giving yourself space to finish things. Accept that it's not perfect and that growth and incremental progress is far better than being perfect. And I said before, I don't like seeing things as perfect. I can see th things as fucking amazing or really cool, but I don't like seeing things as perfect. And even with like art, it doesn't work in the form of art. You can't have perfect art. And it's always subjective too. One person, they might view it as perfect. Like let's say Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen, which is like a well-loved song, but I'm sure there's a bunch of people out there who'd be like, yeah, I don't like that at all. or they, But there's other people who'd be like, this is the perfect song. Another thing I learned from working through perfectionism is that next time you hear a voice in your head saying, I need this to be perfect, ask if that is really what you want yourself. Like question it. 
So this podcast episode went way longer than I expected, but that's okay. Anyways, have a good rest of your day and watch out for perfectionism.